this church. Good evening to you all. How are we doing this evening? We doing okay? Amen. Well, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 606. Hymn 606, Oh Say But I'm Glad. So hopefully uh, you're somewhat glad tonight. If not, hopefully you'll be glad by the end of the night once you receive uh, the word of God. Hymn 606, Oh Say But I'm Glad. Hymn 606.
amen, amen. What we'd like to do at this time is have you turn to hymn 323. Hymn 323. And I'm going to ask us to stand for this one. If you're able to uh, rest upon your feet. Barely, barely him, 's left over from Sunday. Yeah. All right, we'll pick those, get, grab those real quick. Let's go over that for just a moment. Uh, please uh, remember uh, that uh, uh, the 19th this uh, week from or this coming Sunday is teachers meeting following the afternoon service. So all of our teachers, all of the workers, helpers, they please everybody needs to be there for that. So uh, we're going to there was some things that came up we need to talk about uh, in our last teachers meeting so we thought we'd go ahead and do that this week so please be here on the 19th uh, ready to go uh, also the the rest of things the ladies on the 28th quilt shows coming up in March but also in March uh, we went down today and we uh, ordered the uh, the cabinets from uh, the uh, the contractor that uh, Anyway, Brother Sharon, the pastor that the, the builders came and helped us with our building, they have a cabinet company just right down here. Brother Marco's used them. I have used them. And uh, they, they, uh, we ordered our cabinets today. And uh, just what's showing out here, uh, they've just got to call and okay everything. The contractor's going to take care of that. And uh, they, I asked them how long they were going to be to make them. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, six weeks, six to eight weeks probably. And that, in my thinking, but he said, no, he said, they'll have them out in uh, anywhere from 10 to 14 days. Yeah, that's what I said. So 10 to 14 days means, guess what? We, need, we got some work to do. 
And uh, so, um, uh, I mean, there's some plumbing work that, that Brother Eric's going to take care of. We've also got some, uh, uh, an electrical line that's going to do, but Brother Sharon's going to take care of that. But we've just got to take all the cabinets out and uh, the flooring and all that kind of stuff to get ready uh, for the new cabinet. So uh, on Saturday, if you notice there, on Saturday, March 4th, in the very top part of Mark Your Calendar in the bulletin, says men's prayer breakfast. We're going to have prayer breakfast that morning at 8.30. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take care of that. And then we, at 9.30, we're going to, for those, we've got some men that I think will go out and, and uh, do some flyers and things of that nature. Uh, but we also have some men that uh, I think we can get all that knocked out. So uh, we wanna, we're going to have a work day. And we're going to go out uh, and uh, do some flyers that morning. And uh, so we're just going to have a little work day, in, just an all-in, uh, you know, encompassing day, uh, that day on March the 4th. Uh, and we're going to start about 9.30. So um, if, if you'd like to help us that day, bring your, you know, safety glasses, a hammer, screwdriver, whatever else, you know, we're going we're gonna to take them out. But we're going to take them out. We, we don't, we're going to try not to tear them up because I've had some, some men ask about those cabinets. Uh, there, so we're going to take them out, try to salvage those, and I think that'll be easy. Uh, but we wanted to get everything out and ready to go, so when the cabinets are ready, uh, we can, uh, you know, we can go right back with them. Which is also something else. Brother Sharon told me that the uh, Baptist builders are going to be in this area for the next uh, uh, couple of months, I believe it is. You know, the ones that did the ceiling in the fellowship hall. And he told me, he said, uh, for, uh, for lunch, I'll have all those guys put those cabinets in for you. Amen. I said, what do you want to eat? <laughs> uh, you know, QT, you know, amen. You can get those little rotisserie taquitos things for like two for a dollar and a half. Sometimes you catch them on sale, two for, two for 89 cents. And I told him, hey, what, you know, money's no object. I'm willing to go out. I'm even willing to buy him a Coke Icy large, extra large for a dollar and a half. So um, I know, right? I'm telling you. Uh, but no, but he's going to, uh, they will put those in for us when we get ready. So the Lord's working all that out. We've, um, uh, I mean, everything is seemed like it's coming together, but we do need to do that. And that'll be on March 4th. Uh, that morning, ladies, if y'all want to come, I, I'm certain that there will be some things around here. I asked my wife about that. She said, yep. Uh, she said, go ahead. So the ladies, if y'all will be here too for that, the 930, March the 4th, we'll get all that done. I think we can do that all that day. Uh, I don't think it's anything just that difficult. You know, if it's really hard to do, uh, we'll let Brother Shelton do it, okay? Uh, heavy lifting, uh, we'll let Brother Jeff do it, all right? So, uh, I mean, we, so we got all the, all the hard stuff covered, amen? So, uh, I just feel like the Lord's in this, amen? But, uh, but mark that down, March 4th, uh, we'll do that at following the uh, men's prayer breakfast. So, we're not going to, and also men, if y'all want to come, and um, if you want to still go and do some flyers, then we want you to do that too. We're going to do a little bit of everything that day. Uh, so please mark that down, okay? On your prayer sheets, anybody need a prayer sheet? If you do, just uh, hold your hand up. Brother John will make sure you get one. Um, please uh, remember these that are on here. Uh, I didn't talk to Brother Dennis today, but uh, he was doing, he thought he was going to get to go home yesterday. Uh, so, but keep he and Miss Susie, she wasn't having a good day yesterday. So pray, continue to pray for them, uh, as well as Brother Gary. Uh, Lund and Miss Mary, please uh, keep them in your prayers as well. Also, a special prayer for Miss Lauren. Uh, she was in the hospital yesterday and uh, was went home today about noon. So uh, keep her in your prayers as well. And uh, I know that her and Brother uh, Elias would appreciate that too. Okay, so please remember them. And again, all these on here for the health list and. Uh, again, pray for our day Sunday. I just seen the Lord come back before Sunday. But if he does not, let's pray that somebody gets saved. Amen. Uh, I was, man, I, I don't know, but I had a, a special good day this past Sunday. You know, I mean, it's always a good day when somebody in your family gets saved. Uh, but so pray 
and uh, if everything, if he, you know, if uh, he doesn't work or something, I, I, he's supposed to be here Sunday, and uh, we're going to baptize Sunday morning, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. So please pray that uh, for these on our list, and again, pray for our day Sunday that the Lord help us soul winning this coming Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, uh, men at 930, we're going to go out as well if it's cool or cold. I mean, it's 75 degrees today, but, you know, it's Texas. It'll be freezing tomorrow. Uh, but we're going to go out and at least do some flyers uh, this coming Saturday at 930. So please mark that down as well, all right? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, asking God's blessing on, on these. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I'm, I am thankful for prayer today. Uh, Father, I'm thankful, God, that you watch over us. I'm thankful, Lord, that you are the great shepherd and God, as your children, Lord, I'm thankful that, uh, Lord, you watch out for us. You protect us, God, even uh, when we do things or make mistakes. God, you still watch over us and take care of us. And for that, I'm thankful, uh, dear Lord, today. Thank you, God, for this past week, Lord, and, and uh, uh, those that were saved. I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us, Lord, as we approach this coming Lord's Day. I pray, God, that we, you'll just bless and help us, Lord, to have a Another wonderful day. May we see souls saved and folks baptized and added to the church. I pray, God, that lives will be changed, Lord. And I thank you for this symbolism here with the cross, God, and how folks have come and nailed things to the cross. God, I pray that your blessings will be upon that. It's not about uh, this, what we're doing here, but, Lord, it's, it's about you and about how you forgive sins and about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin, and I'm thankful for that. And I pray, God, though, that, we'll, that we see this and use it as, Lord, and it helps us to remember how, God, our sins, our iniquities were nailed to the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, uh, God, for that, I'm thankful. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, tonight in our Bible study. Help me, Father, to rightly divide your word of truth. I pray, God, for... Uh, the filling of your spirit, Lord, for clarity of thought tonight, and uh, God, that you'd help me, Lord, again, to be um, ha have the assurance of the Spirit of God in my speech. Help me to rightly divide your word, Lord, and, and stay within the context of it, and Lord, we give you praise for that. Lord, we continue to pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie, Lord. We lift up these others that are on our list. I think of Miss Lauren as well. Uh, God, I pray for her tonight, God, that you'd strengthen her and just watch over her and her baby, God, and I pray that, uh, Lord, everything will go according to your perfect will, and, and uh, Lord, we give you praise for that. Lord, thank you, God, again for our people tonight. Uh, God, they've come, Lord, to hear from you. They didn't come to hear from me, and so, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help me again just to stay out of your way. Bless us, Lord, tonight. Thank you for our folks and their faithfulness. Bless this offering. Lord, thank you for your, your blessings on the kitchen, Lord, and uh, God, the way you've <clears throat> worked out the details with the, uh, Lord, all of the things that are going in there, and, and I pray, God, that you'd, Lord, just handle the uh, construction part of it as well and the demolition part of it, Lord, that everything will go uh, well with that too, that no one will get hurt, and God, I'm thankful for Brother Sharon and his, uh, the Lord, his team that uh, volunteered to come and put those in. I'm and I pray, God, again, thanking you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Bless, Lord, and, and God, may we in turn just turn and say thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your blessings upon us. Bless this offering. God, I pray to bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise and glory for it all because it's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
Are we awake this evening? <laughs> if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in this one chorus of hymn 542, The Family of God. Then please briefly greet each other as we prepare our hearts for tonight's uh, Bible study. Family of God, hymn 542. Are we there? All right. Amen. Let's sing along. I'm so glad you have a part of the family of If you would, turn to Daniel chapter uh, 9 and stick your finger there. Daniel chapter 9, we're going to read in just a minute. Uh, Daniel chapter 9, and stick your finger in that, in that chapter. And then I want you to turn over to Malachi chapter 4. Don't get nervous, I'm not going to preach on tithing, okay? <laughs> I know, I saw some of you already drawn up. I, I just want to get set you at ease all right now, okay? Malachi chapter 4. We're going to read in Daniel just for, in just a minute, so I'll have you stand here in a minute, okay? Malachi chapter 4, uh, in verse 2. Found your place, amen. amen. This is just a little FYI, okay? Uh, it says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. All right, are you following me so far? Uh, now, if you notice that, uh, that's talking about if you, if you follow after God, and, and, and I'm just paraphrasing, and, and let, that God will take care of you. And if you live right, watch, it says, ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. In other words... You're going to be protected. Think of a calf in a stall. You're going to be fed. You're going to be pampered. Uh, you and God is going to take care of you. You, you, see, you see that? Say amen. amen. All right, now, grab that, Brother Shelton. I learned, this, I learned this from my wife the other day. She was doing a Bible study. And I want you to see how the other... This shows you the importance of our King James Bible. It's not a version. It's a Bible, Okay. <laughs> Now, notice what it says in the NIV. But for you who revere my name, the Son, small s, of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. Not his, but its rays. And you will go out and frolic like the well-fed calves. Now, that's not what, that's not what our Bible said. Look what, the, look what the, the really ESV says. But for you who fear my name, the Son, again, small s of righteousness, shall rise with healing in, again, its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. That's not it. I mean, that is so far out of context. Listen, I want you to understand, that's why we've got to be careful of, of the of, uh, that's taken the Word of God and made, made it what they want it to be. They've taken something that's been authored by the Holy Spirit of God and they're trying to make it palatable and they're trying to make it to where somebody that is lost can understand it, but in doing so, they've taken it out of context. Amen. Amen. You follow me? Say amen. amen. So anyway, so, you know, you might, it'd be good. Well, I don't even want to tell you to do that. I was going to say it'd be good for you if you would compare every once in a while, but nah. Why take, don't take your time to, you know, why, I don't want, it, want you to take your time looking at a rattlesnake. Amen. Uh, thank you, Brother Shelton. Uh, we went to a rattlesnake roundup once in Sweetwater, Texas. I mean, I've, if you've never been, awesome. People screaming and yelling. 
They cook, they'll, they'll even cook some for you right there. I mean, they've got rattlesnakes in there big enough that if they bite you, they'll embalm you. I'm telling you, those things are big around as your leg. Uh, big. And there's literally hundreds and hundreds of them, and there's a guy walking around in there with them. Uh, I'm telling you, I, you know, when I went, you know, you know what I did? I stayed as far away from that rattlesnake pit as I could stay. I did, it, it, it's the same way with these other versions. They're about as dangerous as, as a rattlesnake pit. And uh, so I just want to tell you. So Daniel chapter 9. Now we'll get to the, to the lesson. I, I'm really, I, I'm excited about this, but it, it, it builds toward the end. And I'm, I'm, I like that. Um, look in verse 20, and we'll read down through verse 27. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time the, uh, of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity uh, and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore the, and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore in two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of the abominations he shall make it desolate, even unto the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Now, Father, I pray, God, again that you'd help me. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to glean from your word uh, what you'd have us to have. And God, I pray that it'll even excite us about uh, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Flavius Josephus. How many have heard of him? A Jewish historian. We learned about him when we, you know, were over in, in that place over, you know, where I don't like to mention because Brother Coy go, but it was over in Israel. And uh, we, we learned where he came from, but he was a, uh, a Jewish historian, and I won't go into all the things that we learned, but his living at the time of the Lord's ministry, uh, he wrote about this passage of Scripture here in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, and this is what he wrote. He said, Daniel now is dead. He is dead, and he maintains a remembrance that will never fail for several books that he wrote, left behind him, are still read by us and uh, till this time. From them we believe that Daniel conversed with God, for he did not only prophesy of future events, as did the other prophets, but he also determined the time of their accomplishment. And we can say that is absolutely correct. Amen? Uh, because if you look in verse 25, it, again, it talks about the weeks. It says, uh, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks and the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. Now the starting point of the 70 weeks here, watch this, is the issuance of a command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. It's all, it's all right there in verse 25. Verse 25 tells us, that the street and the wall shall be rebuilt. Um, the word street means broad places, and it's talking about a plaza. Uh, one of the things that I thought was kind of neat when, 
We had, I'd had an opportunity years ago to go over to Italy. It, I mean, it's a walled city, but once you walk in, you walk in a little bit, and then there's a big open area. There's a big plaza in there, and it is, it's just neat how it opens up. Well, that's kind of what it's talking about here. It's talking about a, a large plaza or an open court inside the wall of Jerusalem. And so Daniel here is told by the angel Gabriel that there's going to be a command issued to rebuild the city, including this open court and the walls of the city. Now, that word wall in the Hebrew language, it means trench, which it means that it could be a, a moat or, or whatever that goes around the outside of the actual wall of the city in order to protect it from the enemies. Uh, but, this, uh, but the angel Gabriel is telling Daniel, he's telling him the beginning of this 490 years that he's talking about uh, that are ahead of Jerusalem, are ahead for them, and for Israel they will begin when the commandment is given, watch, to rebuild the city, both the inside and the outside. In other words, the whole city. So the start of the 70 weeks here in Daniel can be found if you go back in history and find the command that was given to restore and rebuild the city. And I want you to turn to Ezra, uh, Ezra chapter 1. Uh, so again, let me say that again. The start of the 70 weeks of Daniel, they can be found if we go back in history and find the command that was given to restore and rebuild the city. So I asked the question, are there any commands like that in the Bible? Well, yes, yes there are. And again, if you go back to Ezra, and if you look in uh, chapter 1, just hang on to your place, there's four of, of these commands, okay? And they all come at different times. And so to find out which is which, you, when you get to the book of Ezra, there's, there's three of the four possible decrees that could mark the beginning of this Daniel 70 weeks. One of the decrees is found in chapter 1, and, and you look in verses 1 through 4. Now, and let, me, uh, let me go ahead and read that. Get that off. It says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, make sure I'm in the right place, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him an house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? Is uh, his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in, uh, in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. And whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver, with gold, uh, with goods, and with beasts, beside the freewill offering of the house of God that is in Jerusalem. Now watch. The rest of this passage, if you go and read it, is a decree that's allowing the Jews to go back and build the house of God. It has to do with rebuilding the temple. Are y'all just kind of follow, stay, follow me along? And remember, we're building. In Ezra chapter 6, and if you look verses 6 through 12, specifically in verses 6 and 7, you find the second rebuilding. Uh, uh, or the, the second command that has to do with rebuilding the temple. This is the second. The first one was in chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. You find the second command here in chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. The third command is found in Ezra chapter 7. And uh, I'm not going to take the time to, to read these, but you can mark them and go back and read them in a little while. The third one again is found in Ezra chapter 7 verses 11 through 26, which says this is a copy of the letter that King uh, Artaxerxes gave to Ezra the prophet. In fact, look in verses 11 through 15 of, of Ezra chapter 7. I'll go ahead and, and read those. Ezra chapter 7, verse 11 through 15 says, Now this is a copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave to Ezra the priest, the scribe, even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and, and of his statutes to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, unto Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of the God of heaven, perfect peace, and at such a time I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of the priests, the Levites, in my realm, which are minded of their own free will, here it is, to go up to Jerusalem, uh, go with thee, for as much as thou art sent of the king, 
of his seven counselors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of thy God, which is in thine hand. And, and just keep going because it talks down through verse 15. It talks about, again, the, the rebuilding of, this, uh, of the temple. Now, let me say, uh, a lot of decrees uh, to date, uh, beginning with the 70 weeks of Daniel, we read those about those, but there's something wrong with these three of these. All three of these, they give permission to go back and rebuild the temple only. Okay? All three of these that we've read, they only talk about rebuilding the temple. But if you go back to Daniel chapter 9 and verse 25, you'll notice that Daniel is very clear about that, uh, that these 70 weeks begin when permission is given to rebuild the temple, watch, including the inside courtyard and the outside walls. Okay? And we, and we talked about that. And I taught you what the word street means. And, and it talks about the street and the wall shall be rebuilt. Daniel 9, 25. Now, if you go back to Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1, if you read these verses here, and I'm not going to, I won't take the time to go back, but I want you to write them down uh, because we're going to go to, uh, to uh, Nehemiah here in just a minute. God gives specific information about when the prophecy starts. Uh, in fact, if in... Uh, Go, go to Nehemiah and look in uh, chapter 2. Let me go ahead and get you to turn there. There's our Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 2. And if you look in verse 1, uh, I'll not read that, but if you notice it came to pass in the month of Nisan in the 20th year, I mean, Nehemiah's given us a very specific time. Are, are you still with me? Okay. Very specific time. And we're talking about the rebuilding. We're talking about the 70 weeks. But if you look in verses 5 through 8, Nehemiah tells us he goes before the king. And, and, and he tells us what he said in verses 5 through 8. Now, each of these decrees, these first three, have to do with rebuilding the temple, but not the city. In fact, if you read it real close, you'll find that each attempt, when, we go, when you studied the book of Nehemiah, each attempt at rebuilding the city, it was stopped. Because of the, all the, uh, the accusations of the Jews, we've been through this in Nehemiah, where they were, uh, they were accused of rebuilding the city without authorization. Hey, they, they can't rebuild that. King, they're not supposed, they're going to raise up a coup against you, and they're going to try to overthrow you. But in, in, in Nehemiah, in chapter 2, verses 3 and 5, the king gives a command, it's to rebuild the city and the walls. Okay, now you're seeing both of them. And, it, and watch this, and it fulfills the prophecy that Daniel gave us in chapter 9, verse 25. That's where it starts. And if you remember, the builders, when they went to build these walls and rebuild the city, the Bible says they literally had to rebuild it with a, a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other one. Because they were being persecuted and, 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 and I mean, they had to post guards and they faced attacks from without and from within when they were trying to rebuild these walls. In fact, if you go through there, the Bible says in, in Daniel 9, 25, that Daniel says that they're going to they're gonna rebuild them during troublous times. Well, I think that was pretty troublous times when they were telling them, hey, you know, who do you think you are? What you're building a fox could carry, uh, tear it down. And, and they went in and they tried to keep them from building the wall. It was extremely troublous times when they tried to do that. So when, when you begin to date Daniel's prophecy in Daniel chapter 9, Daniel tells us that there will be a period of 69 weeks that will begin on a very particular time and end on a, on a particular day. Then he said there's going to be a gap. You remember we talked about a parenthesis the other day. There's going to be a space in time. And then there will be the 70th week. Now we understand that the 69 weeks are... Uh, referred to a group of years, 69 sevens. So 69 times seven, I just happened to write it out, is 483 years. So we can document the, the reign of, of Artaxerxes, watch this, and, and, and we can tell when, uh, when Daniel's prophecy and we're able to provide dates to what he is telling us. Artaxerxes began to reign in 465 B.C. That's a long time ago. 
Uh, Nehemiah tells us that the commandment was made on the first day of Nisan when he gave them the command to go back and build the wall and, and also the, the court or the city, which on our calendar could be March 14th, Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1. So if you start counting back from, our, back from March 14, 445 B.C., and if you add the exact number of days that Daniel is talking about, keeping in mind leap year and the fact that they counted 360 days to the year, you'd stop counting on April 6 in the year 32 A.D. Now, I'm throwing all these numbers out, but try to stay with me. Okay, we're going somewhere. There's a Bible scholar by the name of Sir Robert Anderson, and he worked all this chronology out. He said... On this date, April 6, year 32 A.D., it was on that day that the Lord Jesus Christ himself rode into the city for his triumphal entry. April 6, 32. According to the prophecy of Daniel, 483 years after the moment Artaxerxes made the commandment to go forth and rebuild the city, including the inside and the outside. According to Daniel's prophecy, watch this, something was going to happen. Something is going to change. Look back in verse 25 of Daniel chapter 9. It said that the commandment to restore and to, re, and to build Jerusalem unto the, now what's the next three words? Messiah the Prince. This is an official title. It's a name given to the Lord Jesus Christ and his Messiahship. Daniel wrote, now watch this, that from the original decree to rebuild the city that we talk, just talked about until the official presentation of Messiah the Prince, the Lord Jesus Christ, would be a certain number of days. On April 6, 32 A.D., Jesus Christ rode up to Jerusalem on the foal of a donkey and offered himself as the prince and the king of Israel. You say, well, he what? Well, wait a minute. If you remember before that day, think about this, the Lord Jesus did not present himself as Messiah. He would say, my hour has not yet come. Okay? But on that day, watch, on that April 6th of uh, uh, 32 A.D., on that day, he came riding into Jerusalem as the Lord's anointed Luke 19 gives us a record of that day. Now, there's a lot of signs that point to how special that day was. The first one is in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. It was written somewhere between 570 and 420 B.C. The, this, it, the Savior, watch, if you remember, he sent his disciples to get a colt that he would ride on. So he say, well, why would he do that? Well, because in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9, the prophet Zechariah said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Listen, 570 to 420 years before it ever took place. Zechariah is saying it's going to happen. Now watch, we're getting into Daniel. The second thing we are told, that the whole multitude of disciples, that, now watch, they understood this. They understood the meaning of what's going on. And when they, when they understood that, it, they began to, to shout the words of a messianic psalm. And that is in Psalm chapter 118 and verse 26. And they, they shouted, Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Now listen, this is all building to a climax. If you remember, uh, it, look in, uh, oh, I didn't write the verse down. Up until this time, you remember the Lord. Anytime he would do something and, he would, uh, and, and his men were around, you remember what he would tell them? He'd say, listen, tell no man. He would heal somebody and he'd tell them, listen, don't tell anybody. Yeah. He would tell them, don't tell, who, don't tell them who I am. 
But on this day, something happened. Something changed. You say, well, what was it? Watch. On this day, watch, when someone said, and he answered them, when they said uh, uh, not to say anything, he said, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you, if these, these men, should not or should hold their peace, he said, the stones would immediately cry out. Why did he do that? Because this is the day that Daniel prophesied in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 25. He is coming now and he is identifying himself about being Messiah. Listen, he had to do it. Why did he have to do it? Because Daniel said he was coming. Daniel said, this is he. This is the Messiah who will come on this day. And so now he comes into the city as prophesied by Daniel himself. And he says it. And, and, but this time he says, no, nope, it's not like them other days. This is the day. This is the day I'm telling you, I'm proclaiming myself as Messiah. And if you guys didn't say anything, he said, listen, the stones would cry. And I personally believe that the stones would have cried out. Amen. Listen, it was determined by God in ages past. If you look in Luke chapter 19, in verses 41 and 42... Notice what it says. Why would Christ, you notice when he did this, he wept in verse 42. It says, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this day, he's talking to the people, in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Listen, the Lord, watch this, knowing uh, that what the prophet Daniel had foretold. Listen, this is this is from this is from God Himself. God knew He knows His word forward and backward, and so He know, He knew what Daniel the prophet had foretold. Listen, and He wept because the city didn't recognize Him. Luke nineteen verse forty four, and I'll paraphrase. It says, "You didn't know the time of thy visitation." Listen, if you go back to Daniel chapter 9, God dispatched a holy messenger. And he told Daniel. He said, listen, Daniel, the, mess the Messiah is going to arrive 69 weeks after the decree that's given to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. and the, I mean, the whole city. Not just the temple, not just the walls, but the whole thing. And God says, Daniel, it's gonna, the Messiah is going to come. Exactly 483 years to the day, Jesus rode into the city. And you know what? Watch this. I mean, it, I mean, and no one understood enough of the Old Testament to recognize that it was him. No wonder he wept. And you know, and I got to thinking about that. You know, uh, we, we've got the... New Testament. Yeah. And, and, and you know the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. Yeah. Marrying, giving in marriage. You know, I mean, the people are going to be running around doing their thing and they will not recognize the Messiah when he comes. Right. Right. And it's all right here. I don't, I don't know when he's coming, but I'm telling you, I think it's soon. I, and I've had people, I've heard it all. Well, you know, I've been hearing that all my life. I have too. I'm 63. I've been hearing it all ever since I can remember. I've been hearing it. But you know what? didn't change my mind. I'm not going to go live like the world and act like the world and do the things of the world and think, you know what? I don't believe, I think he's coming back, but he may not be. In, he don't, I don't think he's coming in my lifetime. Are you willing to bet on that? I'm not. And besides that, I'm not willing to stand before my creator and give an account because I, I live like I didn't believe it. Listen, folks, we have a God of detail. Of detail. I mean, and here it is. We, we see him, and, and he's given the prophecy to Daniel 493 years later, or 483 years later. He comes into the city riding on a colt just like he said he would. And they, they have no clue who he is. He's a good man. He's a great teacher. But, you know, we don't believe he's the Messiah. 
Man, they, they looked him right in the face, nailed him to a cross. Yeah. God is a God of detail. He's accurate, and he's fulfilled his promises, I mean, completely and to the letter. And you know what? And just as he has fulfilled the promises of the past, he's going to fulfill them in the future. I'm not certain when that is, uh, but I'm telling you, we live in a wicked world. Man, I'm telling you, a wicked place. But the sad part is that when he does come, his children won't know enough about the Word of God to recognize he's coming. And a lot of them sit right in the churches just like this one. They come to church every week, but they don't. They still haven't let the Word of God seep into their heart. The book of Psalms says, Hide God's Word in your heart that you might not sin against Him. He also said, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He also said that He would supply all of our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But He also said, Matthew 24, 44, Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, he's coming. When you woke up this morning, did you wonder if he's coming today? If we were all honest, we'd all probably say no. I guess that verse of scripture is kind of hitting the nail on the head. In an hour that we think not. The world today is certainly not waiting on him. We're too worried about the economy and everything else to worry about Jesus coming. Um, the Lord Jesus, he's my economy. And, um, you know, he's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's the great shepherd. And if we'll live for him and do what's right and do our best, listen, we'll be like the, the calves of the stall. He'll take care of us. He'll nurture us. You ever seen a kid raise a calf for uh, 4-H? Those are the most pampered calves. I'm telling you, they get, they blow dry them. You know? I mean, they, they comb them all the time. They feed them. They make sure they're... Boy, listen, that's what that's talking about. That's talking about God will take care of us just like that. Listen, uh, God cares about us. And we need to be ready to meet Him at His coming. Listen, I'm I'm looking for I'm I'm looking listening for the trump of God. I'm not looking for the undertaker. My dad always said, "Boy, I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker." Amen. Yep, that's me. Are you ready? If he were to come back today, would you recognize him? My granddaddy died when I was five years old. I remember him just a little bit, not much. I remember doing some little things with him, but I've heard my dad say. You know, I sure would like to talk to my dad. He, you know, dad's 90. Hadn't talked to him in, you know, 55, 58 years. And my dad says, if, if he were to say my name today, I'd recognize his voice. And I believe it. Listen, if Jesus calls us today, will you recognize his voice? I hope so. Listen, I want you to be ready. Daniel's trying to get us ready to, to know that Jesus is coming and he's coming back soon. But God help us to be ready to meet him at his coming. And all God's people can say, Amen. Father, help us. Lord, I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us, Lord. I, I went through some dates, God, and just kind of...